0: Hello everyone and welcome to my podcast which is called Steps to the Spirit. My name is Chuck and we are in season two and this is episode number 48. The title of this episode is Gifts from God Step 4 Honesty and this is part number two. So once again let me remind you that step number four says, I made a searching and fearless moral inventory of myself. So, of course, if you've been listening at all, you know that we've been over the steps themselves a couple of times, but this is a little different. Each step of the 12 steps, I associate with a particular gift from God. I believe with all my heart that this is a God-given program, not that God necessarily wrote it, but that God made it possible to be in the world, excuse me, and I think that God made it um, possible that it would be available to each one of us that needs it, and I believe that we all, every one of us, really need these 12 steps as a, a guide to finding our spirit and a guide to life itself. So the gift I've associated with this particular step is the gift of honesty. Well, after all, we're talking about searching and fearless moral inventory. If I'm doing something searching and fearless, I think I'm going to need a modicum of honesty to be able to do it right. So, I'd like to say, first of all, that in order to do something uh, fearlessly, at this point in my, let's call it recovery, I need to have power. I need to have confidence. I need to know that I am okay. And how do I know that I am okay? Well, as far as I'm concerned, my friends, the way i discover that I'm okay. And the way that I choose to trust in God is as a result of the three steps that came before this one. And they're kind of paraphrased in the literature that says, I can't handle it. God can. And I think I'll let him. Those are the first three steps in a nutshell, my friends. And once I've done those, Once I've said that, I'll remind you again, that perfect yes to God, to let God take over my life, to try to listen for God's decision as to what I should do on a day-to-day basis. Once I have gotten to that point, once I have learned to do that, there is really, I cannot stress to you enough, there is nothing that can hurt me. There is nothing that can upset me. There is nothing that I can discover in this fourth step or nothing that I can be asked to do in the steps to come that can ruin my day. I know now, as a result of those three steps, the first three, that I am protected by God and I have the power of God to help me. Okay, so what is this thing called honesty? Well, a few years ago, even before my time, I think uh, Socrates lived around um, 477 to 399 uh, BC, and that's not before Chuck, that's uh, a long time ago. And Socrates gave a definition of, uh, sort of a definition of honor. He said something to the effect of, An honest man is always a child. Well, that kind of opened my eyes, my friend. And, you know, what is a child? And he was talking, I'm sure, about a child that might be four or five years old who is innocent and hasn't yet learned to be deceptive or to protect itself. It doesn't have that need to protect itself because... The child sees itself as just itself and pure. you might ask the child the question, did you break that thing? And the child might say, yes, I did. It was an accident and I didn't mean it, but yes, I broke it. And a child hasn't learned as of yet what the consequences might be if they are honest. And to be honest, isn't like an uh oh. I got to tell the truth. It's more like, of course, I'm going to tell the truth. I, I wouldn't do anything else. And what is a child? Um, it, it makes me think a little bit of Jesus in, I believe it's Matthew, where the apostles asked him, "Hey Jesus, how do? Who's going to decide who's the greatest in heaven?" And Jesus actually brought a child into the group that was and, and said unless you become like this child or if you become like this child you shall be great in heaven and i think he referred to us having faith like a child would have of course he also said a couple of other things that if you uh, do anything to damage this child or damage this child's face and innocence then be better to tie a millstone around your neck and throw yourself into the, the, the water and drown. And I think basically Jesus was saying that he protects his innocent spirits. So this, as I'm doing this fourth step, is the gift that I'm going to ask God for and ask him if, I, if he would give me the gift of Honesty. Help me when I'm looking at myself, when I'm looking at my life, when I'm looking at my my moral shortcomings that I've had in my life. Help me to look at them as if I were a child. And maybe more matter-of-factly, not with the fear of repercussions and not with guilt that, oh my God, I did this and I'm going to be punished. And not even with judgment at least not judgment of myself as being, say, a bad person. I believe we do look at these things with judgment, but only as far as whether I think they were the right things for me to do or the right way to behave, and things that I may give up or do differently in the future. So, what are some of the other uh, things that I found that describe honesty. Well, one would was adherence to the facts. And to me, that kind of means that when I'm doing my fourth step, that I'm not embellishing or, or making things up or trying not to listen to my ego. And it's like the old, what was it? Dragnet uh, series on TV that said, uh, I just need the facts, ma'am, just the facts. Another sort of definition was fairness and straightforwardness of conduct. But you know, I don't think I really need to convince you what honesty is. But what I would like to convince you of is that it is a gift that is yours for the asking from God in connection with this step. And not only this step, but also in connection with your life. Please, God, give me your gift of honesty. Honesty also would imply a refusal to lie, steal, or be deceitful in any way. As we might see in some of the opposite meanings uh, that we're told about honesty, which is uh, deceit, dishonesty, or lying. Honesty would also avoid the possibility of blame or rationalization. So when I'm looking at my fourth step and I see this happened or that happened, and if I'm working with the gift of honesty from God, I'm not going to look at a situation and say, "Oh, I wouldn't have done that if it wasn't for that SOB. Or I'm not going to rationalize and say, I might've done that wrong, but I really didn't have any choice because this happened and this happened. So it kind of made me have to do it that way and do it wrong. No, if I am being honest and I am trying to list the things, the, the moral record of my life in this fourth step, I am going to say, this is what I did. This is it. It's not something I'm proud of. It's not something that I wish to do any longer. But it's the way it really truly was. Not because of anyone else, but because I chose to do it. And the step says made a searching and fearless moral inventory of ourselves. So I'm not looking at other people as a cause for me doing something immoral, and I'm blaming them for my doing something immoral. Being honest is also just being factual. This is it, this is what I did, and okay, let's move on from here. And let me (laughs) say one thing. I'm not saying that it's easy even though we have done the first three steps and I feel God's power in my life every day, even under those circumstances, to look back at the things that I've done in my life, it might actually even be harder because now I'm looking with, through my spirit and I'm saying, wow, I, how could I have possibly done those things? So taking an honest look at things, even though God has given me this gift to be able to be honest, doesn't necessarily make it uh, anywhere near a piece of cake, my friends. And let me close this uh, episode with a, a quote from one of my favorite writers. and One of my favorite people is Mark Twain and what he said about honesty. He said, always do the right thing. This will gratify some people, and it will astonish the rest. Thank you for listening, and we'll see you next time.